You want some more of this bitch? Welcome to the Three Kings Podcast, where everyday blokes act like kings. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. I told you in the first song, I'll tell you in another. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. Hi guys, I'm Nick, and sitting across the table from me is Madge. What's happening, Madge? How are ya? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Doubling up on podcasts, had Andy's one on. So. Yeah, two in, two in a couple of days. Yeah, it's getting there. Um... Dilly can't join us today, he's still building Noah's Ark to get out of the floods. Still stuck out there with all his animals. Yeah, pretty much. I called him the other day, he's like, oh, still pretty flooded out where I am, I'll have to keep the fences up so the cows can't get out and shit. So yeah. I was like, yeah, most of the water's gone away, but it's still um, heaps wet out there. I was out that way, kind of, today. It's um, yeah, still a mess out there. Oh, New South Wales is getting smashed, eh? Yeah, they're pretty much getting everything that we got um, down at me. Uh, parents' house down past Sydney, they're um, yeah, getting flooding and some landslides and shits. Yeah, it's pretty hectic. Yeah, because I saw they're supposed to do like a big mud army on the weekend and everything, and that massive storm come rolling through on was it Sunday afternoon or something? Yeah. After we did the podcast with Annie, I think that was a big one. Yeah, yeah, the, the freaking storms lately are hectic, bro. And this rain hasn't stopped. Like, um, even this week we've still been getting a little bit of rain, but. It just doesn't give anything a chance to dry out. Yeah, it's good though. I got my pool done. That's yeah. all I care about. Yeah. Sorry to all the other people that are affected from the floods, but Nick got his pool done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, everything should be prime time once all this rain uh, pisses off. And um, yeah, hopefully everyone that has been affected um, comes through it all right and gets their life back in order. Yeah, if it's not bloody bushfires, it's fucking flooding. I know. It's always the way. So, but um, for anyone that's listening, Got an update on the, the rims, the disaster rims. Yeah. Finally got some tyres in stock and um, I was like, well, he asked me, he's like, oh, I, I can get mismatching tyres, like I can get you some Pirellis and I can get you some no brand ones for the other ones. I was like, no, 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 yeah. I want... Yeah, you want matching yeah. tyres. Well, because you can rotate them and everything, so yeah. you can put the fronts and the backs and blah, blah. So I was like, just order it. Like I didn't ask for a price, I just assumed it would be fairly reasonable. Yeah. So I went to go pick them up today. And um, he's like, yep, just the Pirellis. He's like, yeah, yeah, thanks. And he's like, yep, that'll just be $1,900. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, they're 500 bucks each. I was like, I'm just buying tyres. He's like, yeah, they're 500 bucks each. I was like, bloody hell. Like, I'm like, my wife drives the car. Like, I don't need race tyres. Yeah. He's like, yeah, well, that's the only ones we got in stock. Yeah, right. And he's like, yeah, we're having massive stocking issues. And I even spoke to Andy from Garage 37. And he goes... He's struggling to get motocross tyres. Yeah. Like, everyone is struggling to get stock in these days. Right, I went to freaking Macca's the other morning to get a sausage McMuffin meal for brekkie, and they didn't have anything, like, <laughs> due to <laughs> deliveries not being, um, obviously being able to get delivered a lot. They had no hash browns enough, and I'm like, fuck, if Macca's can't get shit, like, this is nearly the end of the world, bro. Yeah, well, that's what the, with the floods. Like, we were kind of isolated, like, the floods that happened at Gympie were crazy. Like, you should have seen the water levels over there. And then down south, just past Byron, the, the water levels down there. So no one could come bring yeah, stuff in from Sydney or bring down stuff from up north. So, like, we we're kind of isolated. Yeah, and Brisbane's like a major city. It went through a bit of a flood as well. It's kind of lucky on the Gold Coast here. We kind of, like, we had some flooding, but not hectic like everywhere else. Like, everywhere else that's only, like, you know, an hour away from us in every direction got freaking pumped. But yeah, yeah, we were we were pretty safe here. Yeah, I got like I got a lot of rain, but I didn't get any flooding. Yeah, or we what? got like some flooding around where I am at like Carrara and stuff, but I don't think it got in anyone's houses or anything. Yeah, but I didn't just, think ju- that it just flooded the roads. I didn't think a week later we'd still be talking about flooding. Like yeah, New South Wales is still getting smashed at the moment. Yeah, because yeah, flood water usually. Um, Goes as fast as it comes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can be a couple of metres underwater and the next day it's pretty much gone. gone. yeah. But, yeah, New South Wales is still pretty under. Um, have you seen what's going on with this World Supercross stuff? Yeah. Um, I've seen that they've announced plans and um, they've announced stuff about uh, they've got $50 million in funding and good prize purses for per round and they're, you know, um, giving out select number of um team licenses and stuff like trying to 
I don't know if they're trying to rival the AMA Supercross, but like there's a market there, especially with um, AMA kind of getting rid of FIM, and which is fine because like they didn't really need them. Like it's not really a world championship, you know what I mean? It's only in America and it's known better as the AMA Supercross, not the FIM Supercross. Well, I think it was the world championship because they used to go to Toronto, but now they don't even go to Canada. Yeah. So it's literally well, they, America. I think there was a couple of years there where they had separate champions. Like um, one of the years when it was Stewart and Carmichael, Carmichael won the AMA title, but yep. um, Bubba won the... FIM World Championship because he done the t- he won the two rounds in Canada. Yeah, in Toronto. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like, yeah. You reckon he got a bonus for that? You reckon oh, he got oh. a bonus for being the FIM World Champion? Yeah, fucking a, bro. <laughs> you so yeah, they they didn't need him. It was just they were probably paying fees and shit to him to have FIM on the on their badge or name or logo or whatever. And I'm sure they weren't getting much out of it bar just the prestige of FIM, but yeah. the AMA is a big enough organisation. organisation that they don't need them. And yeah, it's not a world championship as such. They're only in America and it only goes for a couple of months. Like it's it's not a yeah, it's not a world championship. So um yeah, Adam Bailey who runs the uh Oz SX Open, he's um teamed yeah, up with them. Put together a Bit of a concept with um, he's got backing from a big Saudi, um, a big Saudi investor. I think I read um, he's got the big Saudi investors got like what do I read two hundred forty billion or something. And yeah, they got two hundred forty three billion of world assets. So they're yeah. not. It's not like they're going to run out of money. Yeah. So they've um, just straight off the bat they've um. Pledged fifty million has been designated um, for team and rider support over five years, and yeah, they're giving out ten team licenses available to independent um, owners, and you know there's going to be support for the teams themselves for um, initial funding to you know get up and running, appearance of these fees at every event, and like logistics to get everywhere. So. Which will help because obviously they tra- like it's not like it's the AMA; it's literally going to be in different countries every single round. There won't be the same round in each... Well, going off what they're saying, it look, looks like they're not now a uh, repeat country in a round. Yeah, well, there hasn't been any um, locations as such announced yet, but it, um, you know, it looks like it could be, you know, a good thing, like 250 grand up for grabs at each event. There's going to be two classes, a 22-rider field with... Um, a couple of wild cards, apparently, for you know, if you're a local rider or s- something yes. from that area yeah, so or that have, country, and they'll have ten teams. Um, each team will have two four fifty and two two fifties. Yeah. So obviously twenty riders in each class, and then it'll have a bit like the AMA where twenty two yeah. riders. So they'll take two wild cards for the two fifty and two wild cards for the four fifty. Yeah. So I'm not sure if there's going to be heats like they haven't fully announced the race format or yeah. Or where they're racing at the moment. But, you know, it sounds like a good thing. And, you know, there's a market there for it. Because Supercross, especially AMA Supercross, is only on from, what is it, January till May every year. So that's only like four months or something, five months. So you got the rest of the year where no Supercross is going on. And a lot of riders in the past have chosen to be a Supercross-only rider. And... um. It's a little bit detrimental to their riding, really. Like, I know they might not enjoy motocross and don't want to ride all year, but that kind of six months that you have off or five months you have off um, not riding while you're not doing supercross, it's just time off the bike that, like, isn't doing you any favours, really. Like, of course you need some time off the bike, but... Yeah, like you said, with Malcolm Stewart doing supercross only, he's got such a big disadvantage because these riders are doing supercross and motocross yeah so they're having more time on their bike to get used to their bike different settings and everything like that staying fit and i'm not saying malcolm shoots not saying fit but yeah it's there's a difference between riding fitness and actual fitness and these guys are getting a lot more riding fitness and it's good to see that malcolm shoot will be doing that outdoors this year but yeah 100 percent. it's just like yeah you know someone's getting ahead of you because they're getting more time on the bike every year and keeping the momentum like someone like stewart 
was nearly starting again every year because he's, you know, had so much time off the yep. bike. Look, I'm sure he rides during the year, but, like, he doesn't race. So you're losing that race craft that everyone else is getting. I don't know about riding. You, you watch his Instagram stories. He's out there bloody fishing oh, every 100%, day. 100%, <laughs> 100%. Like, don't blame him. Like, look how much – like, people don't understand how much – time and effort actually goes into being a professional rider. Like if you watch some of these docos on, on them, there's only a short period of time in their race season that they actually have off. Like it's not much they actually have off in their race season. No, nah, well, especially if you're doing um, motocross and supercross. Like, like they pretty much get no time off in between supercross and motocross because they're testing for outdoors. And I think there's only a few weeks in between the series anyways. Yeah. Didn't you say they normally start testing two weeks before the motocross? Yeah. Well like, well, especially for the riders that aren't in the championship. Yeah, they start especially, testing. especially if you're in, like, the 250s. Um, your coast isn't racing that weekend towards the end of the year. Yeah, they're out riding motocross, bro. And um, so, you know, they do, they get stuff all the time off. But when their series do finish in... I don't know when they finish, like September or something. Yeah, the AMA, the AMA motocross finishes. Um, yeah, they have a month or two off, but then they're getting back into the grind, bro. Preseason training, and there's not much time off. But this, yeah, new world championship um, Supercross that's come up, it gives people the opportunity to just do Supercross year round. And the dates that they've kind of come up with um, for the first year, which will Run from September to November. Yeah, this year actually that is. Yeah, they're, so, they're running. Yeah, they're running it this year. So five events from um September through November this year. Um, it's going to be kind of their pilot season. They're calling it. So you know that gives even the Euros a chance to do Supercross or do a Supercross series. Like yep. they never really get the chance because their World Championship starts the same kind of time as the AMA or a month a month later. But yeah. You're not going to come over here a month before you start your world championship to do one or two rounds of Supercross and then go back and readjust to motocross. So they can't do it. Doesn't like they don't have the opportunity to. But if this series, yeah, runs through what it says it's going to September through November, that could give a lot of Euros the opportunity. But not only that, the only real Euros is King of Bercy. Like that's the only real. Yeah, but Supercross they got, and that's only a one-off event. It's only a one-off, and that's yeah. why they're, all, they're always getting flexed, bro. Yeah. These one, one-offs, like all the riders are getting hurt because they never, they never ride. It's not their fault, but, yeah, you know, they're top-of-the-pack riders. Like, I wouldn't even really call King of Bercy Supercross. It's more of an arena cross yeah, like track, a sta- really. Yeah, like it's real tight. It's like Australian Supercross, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, so this gives them the chance to kind of get into it, and some riders who m- maybe – wouldn't have thought about coming to America to do the AMA if they can have some good results in this, you know, after a year or two of doing it. Then we might see a influctuation of Euros coming over, bro, to do the AMA um, yep. Supercross, but which, which I, is always good. But I was, I was just, we were talking off air before we started, and I said, oh, I don't know how good it's going to go, but thinking about it, you'll have riders that will, I'm going to say, maybe get hurt first couple of rounds of outdoors. Yeah. And not be able to ride their outdoors and have enough time to go, all right, well, sweet, I can heal up over the outdoors and then go straight into this World Supercross Championship and do five rounds of Supercross and it'll set me up for next year's Supercross. Oh, and same thing, bro. Like, if a lot of of the big names kind of boycott it because they either don't have the time or they want to have time off, like, you might get someone that's, you know, been a top 10 rider but never really won anything. Bro, it says there's 250 grand up. In each event. Each, e- each event. So yeah. if they can win that, like, that could be life-changing to some of these riders, bro. Like, some of these riders wouldn't be on stuff all, bro. Yeah, exactly. Ride. But it's just, an, what, what it's going to do is it's going to build one talent in the World Supercross series. Yeah. And it's also going to build talent in the AMA Supercross series. Yeah, but, you, like, imagine, um, yeah, if you get certain people kind of, Sticking to one or another, exactly. like sticking sticking to AMA or sticking to this, but then imagine how big it'll be if you get the AMA champ and the FIM champ coming together in, whether they do another one-off event yep. or they decide that they're gonna um, both race both series and yep. then you know become like a double champ. 
I haven't been the biggest fan of FIM um, because you look at Stewart. The FIM was the one to ban Stewart from all the um, illegal substances in his body. Yeah. Uh, AMA didn't want to ban him because it was he took it unknowingly. Yeah. It was the FIM that banned him. And I feel like that was what pushed Stewart to retirement because you take a year off and something that argument's like, if I say, oh, you're guilty of this and you know deep down in your heart, I didn't know what I was like. I just got told to take these these yeah. vitamins or whatever. It, it's that's a killer. Like we could have seen Stuart for another two, three years more. Like when the the length Reed went for his career. Yeah, like we could have seen Stuart there. And like Stuart is, is like literally one of my favorite riders ever. Like his speed and he just pulled the gun. Like he was either go hard or go home. Like he was never. Oh, I'll. He was never a dungeon or I'll settle for third. He's like, no, nah, I'm yeah. winning this or I'm crashing out trying yeah, to win exactly. it. exactly. And that's the kind of racing that I really like from him. He's he, like, He even said it on his, um, I seen a, uh, like a highlight of his podcast and he even said about, I think it was Tomac settling for second or third the other week. I in think the it, Triple Crown. In the Triple Crown. Yeah. In that last one. Like it was the right thing to do, obviously. Oh, 100%. And, um, he had Anderson's speed. Like, the, it was just a big dick thing on who was going to win. Like, there was no um, reward to um, Tomac winning that last race. He didn't get any – you don't get any more money if you win that last race or anything. But it was but the Stuart safest said, thing to do, though. Yeah, and Stuart said he's like, yeah, but if that was me, I would have hung it all out to win that last one. But that's why he crashed out all the time. And yeah. It is who he is. But, yeah, it was sick. But, yeah, this, this new Supercross thing should be good, bro. Um, obviously, yeah, AMA didn't need FIM, but if you can get the FIMs back and then you do get like a bit of a big name behind you straight away and, you know, there's been um, a fair few attempts by the looks of it at um, people trying to build like a true World Championship Series before and none of them have um, succeeded. Obviously due to funding or, yeah, not having the back end of a big... Um, you know, organization, organization like FIM, but you know these guys seem to have a lot of money behind them. So yeah, hopefully it goes through. Do you think um, FIM still a bit salty that AMA got rid of them, or you reckon it was a a uh, we kind of don't need you anymore? Like that's what it was, bro. No point us paying you because we we only racing in America now. Or that's what it was, but at the same time, it gives these guys or other guys an opportunity to to you know do something that um something different and make an actual world championship so yeah you reckon um adam bailey will let us do like a three kings race team yeah maybe that's what i want to know like how do you how do you get into running a team because it said there's going to be 10 licenses up up for grabs and all these funding so you're gonna have a lineup of people trying to get into it well but yeah 10 teams with um available for independent owners yeah so realistically i think it's It's not it's it's not gonna be like a Yamaha team, a KDM team. I think it's going to be more like a like a smart top or um, like star Yamaha. It will be independent owners where it's not really a factory, factory base. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which could be good, but yeah, by the looks of it, we worked out that it's roughly a million dollars a year per team. So, yeah. you know, that's that's plenty of money. But in saying that, you have to take four riders over into five different. Or five different countries because they got five rounds, five different countries for the year. It's not going to be cheap. No, nah, like they'll spend every cent of that plus more. But yeah, um, plus the prize money you can win, like the two hundred fifty grand per event. Like, there's a lot of money up for grabs, especially. Surely that two hundred fifty grand would be within that fifty million. Nah, you don't reckon? Nah, well it says the fifty million is um in support, right team support. In addition, yeah, yeah. So um. And as I said, a lot of big names will probably boycott it for the first maybe year or two because they're not going to ride something that they don't think is, you know, has the prestige or just they don't know how good it's going to be. So I'd be like the the, the um, MQ versus the the other licensing where yeah. you weren't allowed to ride the other licensing. Yeah, and so you're going <laughs> to get a lot of not second rate riders, but riders that haven't had the I don't know. Big contracts like the other guys or the big prize money before in their life. So, yeah, it could be good, bro. But there's a lot of good riders in the AMA that wouldn't be on much money that are really good at riding that would probably do the World Supercross 
series because there's a lot of money into it. But you, you, you're going to see a lot of riders, obviously not the factory guys, because they might not be allowed because contracts they're probably issues, all yeah. in contracts with the AMA and blah, blah, blah. But all these other guys, bro, they're going to jump at the opportunity to, you know, score some of that money. Yeah. Or we might even see people like Mitch Evans and Jed Bean that are racing over at, um, doing the MXGPs coming have a shot at racing. Yeah, that's what I mean. All the guys that do that um, get the opportunity to do a full series. Like That's why a lot of them don't do it. Even if they do get a chance to do one or two, it's not worth their time to just no. get hurt for one race. But if they've got a whole series that they can compete in and maybe win, like you're going to get a heap, heap of the Euros. Yeah. But um, talking about Mitch Evan and Jed Bean, for people that want to see what Australians are doing overseas, um, in the latest... MXGP, Mitch Evans went 13th, 15th with a 12 overall, uh, currently 17th in the point standings, and Jed Beaton went 11th and 27th. I think he must have crashed out. Or yeah, I, I didn't. I haven't watched this round yet. I watched the first round, but Jed killed it at the first round. Yeah. Right? He went like 5-6 or something for 5th overall. And but he's still 11th in points, which is no slouch. Like they're, yeah. they're fast over there. Yeah, and Mitch Evans is only going to get better. He sat all the last year out and... He went pretty average at the first round, but at the same time, you just want to get through it and get a bit of momentum. So, yeah, he got 12 overall, which is um, not too shabby. So, yeah, hopefully they keep getting better. It's good, though, seeing more and more Australians doing European races. Yeah, well, there's, like there's not as many this year. Last year we had shitloads, but um, besides um, Jed, there wasn't many... Or much success for him. Like yeah. Wilson Todd was over there. Nathan Crawford was over there. Yeah. Um, Bailey Malkovich was over there. And um, they had some good results. I think Crawford might have got a top 10. And Wilson Todd was kind of around the, that 10th to 15th most races. And same as Bailey. But, um, yeah, this year we only got them two riders like Mitch and Jed. So. Yeah, but it's, it's it's good to see Australians doing well overseas. Like Jay Wilson's going back to Japan this yeah. year. Doesn't know when yet. Yeah. Um, but doesn't he? He'll be going over there and racing and doing everything over there, which is, which is good. Like Australians going out and getting exposure for Australia is, is never a bad thing. Nah. What doesn't matter what position they come in there, um, getting exposure for Australia and the motocross and supercross scene is awesome. Yeah, well, you got to get over there young as well because. They've got that age outlaw in the 250 class. You know, if you're over 23, you get automatically kicked out of the 250 class. So, Does that matter how many titles you win? Like, can you win? Say, uh, I can you say can win 40, but if you start at freaking 16, 15. Yeah. Well, but it, it's a minimum age, isn't it? I think 15 is yeah. the, the youngest you can be. But So if you go from 18 to 23 undefeated, you never get kicked out? No, nah, unless you want to go up yeah. yourself. But, um, yeah, that's the only kind of rule that... Um, hampers the Australians a bit because you know twenty three is pretty young and hundred percent. You kind of just start finding your sh- if you win a title or two over here, you kind of already at that age. Like it's pretty but rare for someone to win a title over here at seventeen, eighteen. So, so yeah. if you win a title here, you either want to back it up or then go there. And usually around that twenty one, twenty two. Sometimes even older by the time you win one, and then you go straight there, and you only got one year to prove yourself. Like it's it's pretty hard. Did you look at the 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 road Jet and Hunter took? That wasn't an easy road. Mm-mm. Like if you if you're eighteen, like just say you're you're eighteen to go, and you I can say you're eighteen, and you've won multiple outdoor championships over here. Yeah, to go over like. No offence to Australian sports, but there's not that much money in winning 250 championships. Nah. Imagine going over there at 18 and trying to compete in a European motocross series that is with amazing talent by yourself because obviously you, you don't have enough money to take your whole family over there. It, it'd be very daunting. And to go from 18 to 23, you only got five years before Yeah, and it's not just out. that the teams over there like, they still pay all right, even when you're on kind of a bit of a shittier team. But it's everything else, like the bikes, the R&D, the travelling, like the team can run out of money anytime. Like that's happened to a lot of teams. Yeah. You know, like they, or they can't travel to certain rounds because it's too far. Like if they yep. do a round in Thailand or something, they just boycott it, bro. They just yep. don't go. Yeah, so we've got no funding for yeah. that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's hard, but 
obviously Jed and um, Mitch Evans have been there for a few years now, and this is Jed's first year in the 450. So, yeah, they're, they're killing it, bro. Yeah, no, it's good to see. But um, have you seen that there's no star Yamahas racing? Bro, for a team that's got fucking <laughs> 40 riders. Like and, I, like, and not like bad riders too. We've got yeah, two title pretty winners. Pretty much yeah. the best of the best. And, yeah, they've got... Would they have like a six six rider 250 team yeah. or something? And they've three got, for each round, yeah. They've only got... What do they got? One... They've got none riding for um, this coast. East Coast? East Coast? Yeah. Yeah, none, yeah. none riding for East Coast at the moment. Cause none riding for East Coast and then they've only got two on the, on the West. Yeah, because... I saw Craig in pe- in the press conference. I was like, "Is he doubling up here? Like, is he riding Daytona? Like, he's like, what's he doing?" That's what I thought too. And I'm like, "Surely not. He's this is he's thirty, nearly thirty years old, and he's got his first shot at a legitimate shot at winning the title. And he's, they're going to let him ride the four fifty class." Oh uh, yeah, I thought he was going to ride the four fifty. Would he would he be allowed to ride the two fifty class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like March Banks rode there. No, but would he be allowed to ride the East Coast 250s? No, no. Uh, we talked about that before. Uh, we, obviously, you're not allowed. Do we not know the answer yet? <laughs> no, obviously, you're not allowed because no one's ever done it. So, yeah. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, because I thought he might have been riding 250s. I'm like, nah, surely not. Maybe he's put, put in the 450 because they want to test him out for 450 Yeah, but next what year, was possibly? it? He was just doing a press conference to get... I'd say to keep Star Yamaha then in, in the, the limelight. I think, I think he was filming an ad too. I yeah. think he was. I think that's what I heard. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to ride that track. That looked really exhausting. Yeah, well, that's one thing. Um, Jet said, he's like, I was pissed that um, I got hurt and couldn't get to do like A one or any of the Anaheim's because you know it's the first round, you're super hot. But he's like, I was pumped that I got to ride Daytona. It it looked that looked like a like heat one two fifties, first three laps. I'd love to ride that track. Yeah. After the first three laps, it I, I don't reckon I would be able to get around that track nah. after the third lap. And you watch the old videos that pop up on Insta and the back in the 125 days, they were barely moving because that's how rough and steep all the jumps were. Like they were barely moving. It looked like you could have ran, ran around the track faster. That sand section that they had there. Literally looked like they took it from Daytona Beach and just put it there because yeah. they were not moving at all through that sand section. Yeah, the track was sick, bro. They had like four different types of four or five different types of um dirt. Track was rough. Had some like fast sections, some hectic rhythm sections. That the whoops looked good and stayed intact most of the night. And that's because they brought the clean for those whoops. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're, they're talking about it at um, Race Day Live, saying that they're going to bring clean for the whoops this time because obviously. Everyone's seen the whoops break down in Daytona. Oh, they just got enough, bro. It just gets like one big rut from them. So the, tra- it, the track was freaking sick, man. But um, see, because obviously they got no riders in East Coast at the moment. They signed Cole Chisholm for Star Yamaha. Yeah, like me and you were kind of talking about this before we started the show. Um, like I don't know if it's a good move or not. Like obviously he deserves it. He's been around forever and been with Yamaha kind of forever and. He was on Stewart's team back yeah, in the day, yeah, way back in the day. I think he's been on Factory Yamaha as yeah, well. Yeah, that's what like, I mean. Yeah. On James Stewart's team. Um, so, like, he's he's put in the time and kind of deserves it. But at the same time, he's like 30-something, bro. He's on his last legs. Like They could have put a younger kid on, but at the same time, who are they going to pull? Like, you've got other Yamaha riders who are killing it, like Enzo Lopes or Marchbanks or something. But they're on an established team. and As if you're going to uproot everything in the middle of the year to go join Star. Oh, there's no way, like... And then plus you let letting your team down that supported you up till then, so... Exactly, yeah. Yeah. You, you'd be contracted. There's no way Enzo Lope or Phil Nicoletti would be able to leave. Yeah, but I wonder if Yamaha could come over the top because they're, they're a Yamaha-supported team, but... Yeah, at the same time, yeah, there's no one else for him to, to sign, so... Yeah, he should, he should get all, all right results. He, he won't. I reckon he's gonna be like. Um, I don't reckon he'll get top. Oh, he'll probably. He'll just be like Freezy. I reckon he'll be like Freezy, man. Yeah. Probably not with the starts, but I reckon he'll be in the same kind of situation as Freezy. Yeah, I think he will just probably just be scraping in the top ten, maybe. Yeah, but I don't know. The, the we'll get to the racing soon, but the, that two fifty racing was pretty cool. 
but all the racing was sick, like in the heats, the mains. And for every position, like um, in both classes, like you, you didn't know where to look and the, even the camera guy was putting it everywhere. He was putting it on whatever battle was good. Like Yeah, which I like. Yeah, because... There's no point... Like, especially walking. like, I know it's kind of shit because someone like Jet, you know, gets out front and just pulls away and, you yeah. know, they don't really put the camera on him, but like... There's no point if you're just watching one guy go around the track. It's yeah. not that exciting, even though he's winning and killing it. We'll get to the racing in a sec, but we'll just stick in the star Yamaha theme. I showed you before. Have you seen how crazy those skin grafts are on Colt Nichols? I did not think his burns were that bad. Yeah, they're hectic, eh? I was pretty unaware as well, bro. Like, it, it's it's a good section of his body. Like, look at that. That's watermelon size on his hip there. Yeah, it looks like a big tomahawk steak or something, bro. <laughs> it's freaking massive. And we're saying, if people know, did they take the skin from his ribs and put it on his leg? Like I don't know. They usually cut it more square, don't they? I don't know. I thought they normally take it from your ass. Yeah, I don't know. But if they took it from the side of his kind of rib cage, yeah, where it looks like, like bro, he's going to be able to see that every time you take your shirt off. They could have taken it from somewhere where you're not going to see. Yeah, because that's a massive section that over there. That's from, what, just from the exhaust? Yeah. But, you know, when you get a burn, it just eats away the skin. Because he got it pretty quick. Like, Yeah, but an exhaust is so hot. One of my mates... No, but I mean, like, from that burn, like, he got up off the track pretty quick for two broken arms. Because yeah, it wouldn't have been hurting straight, straight away. Or it would have been hurting, but you wouldn't have known the extent of it. And then plus... Fuck, imagine pulling his pants that's off. That's what I mean. Plus, the, all the gear is nylon or plastic, so it just would have burnt in the skin as well. So they would have to cut that out. Imagine the pain he would have been in for pulling that gear off. Yeah, and it just gets... Like, when you get a burn, it just yeah. hurts more and more and more over time. Like, it doesn't get... Better. Man, when I'm cooking bacon and eggs and some of that oil pops out on my arm, I'm like a little girl, like running straight underneath the water to cool it down. That's some big burn. Yeah, one of my mates um, burned himself real bad on a four-stroke exhaust, kind of when they fit on a head of pipe, kind of when four-strokes were first getting big, like in the kind of mid-2000s. And um, he didn't ride a four-stroke. He sold it after he yeah. kind of got better. And he rode two strokes till probably, fuck, five years ago, bro. Like, he didn't own a uh, four-stroke for nearly 20 years. Yeah, because we, we, uh, we were talking about this when it first happened and we said it got burnt, and I was saying that I used to race in 2009, I used to race um, juniors on a 250F. Yeah. And I was at Reedy Creek and one not because I used to race at Saturday nights underneath the lights. Yeah. And um, it was on and off rain the whole day, but not enough to make it so bad you couldn't race. Yeah. And I remember I spun out on one of the corners and another guy hit my back tyre and I actually went underneath the bike and the header was resting on my leg. Yeah. But back in the day with your Thor pants, you used to have that pretty thick, hard thigh protector. Yeah. The, the header pipe was actually on that, so I didn't get a direct burn from the header. The actual heat went through the little perforations on the pad, the thigh protector. So on my right thigh... I've got about nine little yeah, like perfect the, circles yeah. that I've been burnt into my leg from the header pipe. Like, no one really realises how actually hot that is while you're riding that. Yeah, especially like on your skin. Once it burns through your pants, it's on your skin. Yeah, but I was lucky. Nothing got actual stuck to me, though. It just went, yeah. The heat just went through that, so it was pretty good. So, you want to get into the 250s? Yeah, we'll get into the racing, eh? Yeah. Good to see Jetson actually... Held a whole race together without crashing. Yeah, he. Um, I think it was just the track last weekend, and um, it was just deceivingly grippy. Like I had the color, like it looked like it was good, and some parts of the track were grippy. So, like obviously, it was his mistake that he crashed. But yeah, yeah, this weekend he done what he was supposed to do, and what we kind of all thought he would do. Like you got Faulkner out, you got Martin out. There wasn't. Too much competition for him. Like obviously, Styles Robinson, bro, kills it at Daytona every year. Like he's, I don't think he's got on the podium besides Daytona. Like last year, he got second as well, and he's in his rookie year. Yeah, and then he got second again this week. So he obviously loves the track because he kills it there. 
But um, yeah, Jet did. I thought uh, he would go further down. To be honest with you, Sol Robinson. Like I thought he could. Like he's been hole shotting pretty much almost everywhere, and I thought he would be going second and then slowly filter his way down. He held second. Yeah, well, he Jet wasn't um pulling too much on him at the start of the race. Yeah. So yeah, he was holding good pace, and he was heaps far in front of um everyone else. Yeah. He like he wouldn't have seen anyone or heard anyone, and the camera barely was on him the whole time. Like. Yeah, he killed it. And who got third McAdoo? Yeah. That was that was good racing. Yeah, though. that racing from yeah, what you got here, third to seventh. That was unreal. And I'm glad they had the camera on it, bro, because you don't just want the camera on Jet out front. But yeah, they were shuffling and changing and you know, RJ Hampshire, like usual, was fast but crashed about forty times and um Enzo Lopes, bro, he was in third for a majority of that motor. I thought he was gonna get third for a bit. Does he remind you of old Colt Nichols on that club MX Yamaha? Remember how you used to do really good on that that team in the Supercross? And well, then he was on Rock River. Oh, I was think. it? Yeah, same kind of deal. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's killing it. Like I said it a couple of weeks ago about riders getting shuffled through the system too fast and then kind of never coming back. Like you know, like your Carson Mumford's or your um. I don't know, whoever else has been on yeah, a Jordan factor. Smith. Yeah, Jordan's. Oh, yeah. No, he had plenty of time, so that's all right. But, <laughs> like, your Derek Drakes and yeah. people like that. He didn't who, do too well this, this round. Who only get, like, a year or two on a factory team straight out of amateurs and then just get shuffled through the system and they never really come back. But, you know, Lopes um, was on JGR Suzuki when he first turned pro and... Had some, had some good not races. Not the best team to go on, so. Uh, yeah, it's not <laughs> the best, but it's it's still like pretty much a factory, factory team, and with a lot of support, a lot of funding and stuff behind it. And he um, he went alright, like got a few good results, but like ultimately just got injured and didn't have yeah. enough team like good Confidence, races yeah. and time on the bike, and plus the team folded and. Same thing, bro. He kind of got shuffled through the system, but he's found a bit of a home there. And yeah, he's he's finding some good form, bro. Even Filthy Phil was doing well. It was third, fourth for a long time. It wasn't. It's not like they were got gifted their positions and McAdoo, Brown, and Hampshire were coming up through the pack. It, like yeah, yeah, well, Lopes was in third for at least half that moto. So that's what I mean. Even even Phil Nicoletti was doing good in like there. Enzo Lopes and Nicoletti were pretty much behind each other fairly close for a, a long time of the race. Yeah, that, that Club MX team, bro, is like, fuck it. It'd be one of the best teams, bro, in the 250 class. Well, they're doing better than start at the moment. <laughs> at least they've got yeah, all their riders there. At least they've got all their riders, exactly. So, but... Like, like, I know there's a few people out. Like, you got Faulkner out, you got Martin, Martin out, and you got Levi Kitchen out. But, like, Enzo Lopes got fifth. Yeah, Martin would have beat him, probably. Faulkner probably would have beat him, but there's no guarantee Levi Kitchen would have beat him, so he still would have got, like, seventh. I'm playing devil's advocate there. You reckon Martin would have beat Lawrence? Martin's, like, because Martin is, like, the Tomac of the 255 at Daytona. No one had, like, bullshit speed there. Obviously, people were putting more consistent laps together than others, but... Like if you look at everyone's best times, like especially the the top few, they're they're only like half a second apart. You know what I yeah, mean? Well Styles Robinson and Jet are only one hundred of a second apart, like their best lap. So no one was, you know, had that no. one or two second a lap faster lap time. So I don't think so. If if Martin didn't get a whole shot and Jet got the start that he did. Martin would have been in the battle from third to seventh. Martin would have probably got second, yeah. Yeah. But that that was sick racing. Like, it was Pierce Brown, McAdoo, Jordan Smith, Hampshire, all just in that wicked battle going to the front. And then, what was it? It was McAdoo, Brown, and Hampshire, like, linked up, and they were just blitting through the pack. Unfortunately, Hampshire went down again. But yeah, he went down once or twice, I think. I, I think really... Realistically, he should have been either fourth or fifth. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hampshire has always been one of the fastest. But as I was saying it the other day, I don't reckon he's ever not crashed on a weekend. Whether it's in press day, whether it's in practice, whether it's in qualifying, whether yeah. it's in the race. He 
always crashes a bit. And it's normally late, like if, like even you look at the motocross last year, it's normally late in the the race too. Yeah, in the motocross, you could get away with it because the motos are so long and the lap times are so long that you get a, substan- a substantial lead. But in supercross, bro, you crash and you're pretty much fucked. Do you think it's his fitness or he's just like Stuart just pushing it on it's the just, edge? It's just the way he is because you can't say it's one thing or another because he's just constantly crashing, bro. Yeah. But the last fucking four or five years, he just crashes. It's just what he does. <laughs> But um, see, was it was it the main event or the heat race where Jet thought the white flag was the checkers? Yeah, it was the heat. And just checked out and then he said the flag, he was yelling at him yeah, to keep flag, on going. Yeah, the he was waving <laughs> saying, go, go. Yeah, I don't know, that was a bit of a brain fart, bro. But, um, yeah, <laughs> l- l- luck, It's a solid white flag. I know. <laughs> like but maybe just... The flag just registered as the finish flag. I don't know what happened, but yeah, he was lucky that um, no one overtook him. Yeah, but I guess that's why in Australia yeah, they hold the one lap board out, not a flag, because yeah, true. Yeah, how many people do you think would actually pull over if they saw the flag? Well, if the finish flag gets waved, it's over. It no, but I'm saying if they brought out a white flag here oh, in Australia, yeah. how many people, how many leaders would pull over seeing a flag? Yeah, 100%. But, like, yeah, if that finished flag gets waved, even if it is a lap or two early, yeah. it counts because... Obviously, yeah, you can't yeah, not count Someone's it. fucked up, yeah. Yeah, but that's pretty funny. But, yeah, the, the 250 was sick, especially in that yeah, kind of mid-pack battle that they had going from, like, third to seventh. Yeah, first and second were pretty boring. Yeah. Jet had a lead, Styles Robinson had a gap from third and... They just did pretty much race their own race, and but from third to seventh was yeah. Well I heard I heard on the broadcast too that um, Styles Robinson's contracts up at the end of this year, so yeah. you know that's not going to hurt him at all getting that kind of result. And hopefully this is um a bit of a snowball effect, and he keeps getting these kind of results. And with Martin and Faulkner out for a little bit, um, yeah, he's he should keep getting them. So good on him. But I'm all like I want to win the championship as much as everyone else but I'd rather close entertaining racing than him just winning race after race after race. Yeah but the way he rides keeps it entertaining because he's on the edge he can kind of crash at any moment and um, that's what keeps it entertaining and keeps it close because he can throw it away himself. It's kind of like what Stuart used to do you know. Yeah but um, anything else about the 250s? Nah, that's that's pretty much it. Who else? Who else was in there? You got Oldenburg. He didn't really do much. No, he didn't do much. Like Jordan Smith's got some pretty good speed this year. Um, I thought he was going to win a race, but after seeing, nah, seeing like his he was flying. He was flying there, there at Daytona, bro. Like in both in the heats and the main. But it was pretty good in the heat, actually. I thought he might have won the heat. Yeah. But other than that. Not too much happening. Um, yeah, you got John Short probably did a lot better than he thought he was going to do in their 12th, but other than that, Derek Drake did woeful. I think he ended up 18th or something. Yeah, right. So he didn't end up too well. I don't know if he had a big crash or something, but... Yeah, Peter's crashed out. That's like a good rider. That yeah, Kyle Peters, yeah, seeing him crash out. Yeah, Jack Fry got a twentieth. Like, yeah, a lot of people had a bad night. So, yeah, he got sorry, Derek Drake got nineteenth. Oh yeah. So, all right, getting to the four fifties, eh? Yeah. My man, Tomac. Yeah, well, he's obviously the favourite every year to win Daytona, bro. He's won a thousand of them, and you know it's a motocrossy kind of field track. He's rough. Tomac just excels and he done it again this year. He um, I didn't think he was gonna get it because he took a bit of time, kind of getting to second and then getting to. Well, Webb was putting up like Webb was doing really well. Like it yeah. wasn't that he wasn't trying because he even said on the podium, "I was pushing." Yeah, like it's not like he wasn't pushing. And Webb, as we know, kills it in soft, ruddy tracks. So it was right up his kind of forte as well. And I thought Webb might get it. I was actually kind of. Pulling for him a bit, but nah. he um that wasn't 
was it McElrath? That yeah, that wasn't his fault. He was literally trying McElrath's to get out fault. the way. Yeah, he yeah. was on the edge of the track. Webb just picked a shitty, shitty line and got unlucky. And he, he, he did say that on the podium that he just, you know, his racecraft was a bit stupid in that moment. But, yeah, well, McElrath saw the blue flag come out and he was on the right, like middle right of the whoops, and he actually moved further right to get out if anyone's yeah. in the way. Like, he was actually doing the yeah. right and thing. and it's not his job to... Look behind him in the whoops. Know where, exactly <laughs> where they are. It's Webb's job to look ahead and know where he is, so... But look at the gap. In one lap, Tomac pulled five seconds. Yeah, because Webb would have gave up because he, he would have known Tomac was there the whole time and Webb was trying his hardest to... Keep in front of him, and then once, once he got past him, he. But you and plus, he probably lost concentration, and yeah, you know, probably the got flow. pissed at himself a little bit, and yeah, lost the flow, and that's but just what happens. Tomac Spike was smoking, bro. Like if it's his clutch, yeah. yeah. But if if I was like Webb's a bulldog, he never gives up. Yeah, it's his clutch, and it was overheating, obviously, from the use of the clutch, and just. You know, the deep ruts and he's, he puts his bikes under a lot of pressure. They've always done that. Yeah, but, but you think you think Tomac, go, oh, you, like you said, oh, like I said, Webb's a bulldog and he never gives up. You, that track was super rough and it eventually got barely one line because it was so rough. If you took another line, it wasn't that fast. Yeah. Tomac stuffed up a couple of times. Like, I understand that Tomac put a two-second gap on him because of McElroute. But what happens if Tomac washes the front or... Stuffs up a rut and jumps out of it, and like, if you're not there, you're not there. Like, yeah, I don't know. He, yeah, he probably just conceded, and in a second, still a good result. I reckon he was just pushing his hardest too, and he just had nothing in the tank yeah, for him probably, anymore. Yeah, probably. So, but I'm pretty happy. That, pretty happy. Jason Anderson finally got what he deserved. Yeah, I don't know if he got what he deserved because he hasn't intentionally been taking anyone out. Oh, I don't know. Um. I, know, I reckon he's just competing, bro. That's all he's doing. Like yeah, a, a lot of people got different opinions on it, but Jason Anderson is a like a genuine title threat this year. And oh, 100%. He, well, he's won he's won three races and Tomax won three races, so he's tied on wins this year, bro. Yeah. Like he he's obviously killing it and he wants to be up there every week, so he's kind of putting it all on the line and wants to get there as quick as he can and you know, he's making some kind of stupid choices, but Malcolm was obviously just like, "Fuck this, bro! I'm not, I'm not copping this," because he got hit by him in that first or second turn. Yeah, and that I think was, it was the second that, turn. That yeah. was a bit of a race incident. Yeah, like there was three of like Tamark Anderson and Malcolm involved, but um, Anderson got past him as a result of that, and then Malcolm next corner was just like, fuck this. Well, he actually got docked a position because he cut the track to catch back up to yeah. Kamikaze him. But at the same time, from Malcolm's point of view, he could have said that he couldn't switch directions in the sand because you can't really slow down. He tucked the front, so he just grabbed a whole lot of throttle and just held his <laughs> line, and then um, freaking Anderson kind of, stuffed up a bit and turned down and they just took each other out. But it's stupid because they were both in, what were they, second and third? Yeah, I think it was third and fourth. I think it was still pretty up there. Yeah, like, I know they want to flex their muscles and teach each other a lesson, but they were both, could have won that race, man. Especially Malcolm, like, he's from Florida, would have had heaps of support there. Bro, he was the only one in the two-minute... Oh, so one minute, ten second mark. Yeah, in like he, qualifi- he like qualified first. So he won his heat. Like obviously, he was um, packing heat, bro, that night. So he just fucking threw his night away, which is a shame. Because I said it in the that first week, I think, when Anderson and Barsha took each other out. I think Barsha yep. took Anderson out. Yep. They let it go mm. there and then. And then there hasn't been another incident since. But That's because no one wants drama with Barsha. Yeah, not just that, but um, it was a bit of an accident. They both just accepted it. But was it cause Mookie's Because <laughs> Mookie's in with a chance this year. He's getting more emotional because he knows he could should be up there and he's up there every week. And then when stuff like that happens, it's taken away his chance. So he's... 
He's I, getting more angry than probably he normally would. And, um, you know, and then this kind of it leads to this kind of thing where you're just getting in little tit-tat battles and taking each other out for no reason. And you're just affecting your result, bro. If Anderson hadn't taken, like, I like Anderson. I like his riding style and everything. Don't yeah. get me wrong. If Anderson's taken Roxanne out twice, he's been taken out by Barsha, he's taken out Malcolm now too on last week, then he's in an incident where, yes, he didn't hit Malcolm, but he was the result of Malcolm getting pushed off the track. Yeah, Malcolm, Malcolm's probably like, what? fuck you, man. I'm sick of you. I'm going to kamikaze you into the sand. Yeah, it was probably that. But when you look at the position that Anderson's in when all these things happen, it's either going for the lead or the top three. I've got no issue with it. Yeah. Like, I've got no issue it's with not Anderson's like, It's doing. not like he's in fucking six and nah. trying to get to fifth and taking someone out on the last lap or something. That's he, what I mean. Like he's, I he's going for the win, if not the top two or three, every time something like this happens. So he's just competing, bro, and, you know, he's, they're all on the edge and these kind of things happen. I've got no issue with it. I think it's exciting racing, but I just think – I said this to Andy in the heat race. I said – Anderson needs to rethink how he's passing people because eventually it's going to catch up with him and he's not not put himself out of a championship, but people go, oh, I remember in round three when Anderson took me out. Like, I've got a section where I can hold him up or push him off the track and push him off the track. He's going to ruin his own championship by making passes like this. I understand that, yeah, you're going to make a pass like this for the win or even second or third, but eventually it's going to catch up to you where... You might, it might not be your night and the guy behind you is faster and he'll remember, hey, Anderson did this to me two rounds ago. I'm going to do it back to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, look, he's 18 points behind now. Yeah, well, he got nine. Um, what was he? What was he before he got yeah, just doctor position, position? Just one. Yeah, they both got doctor position. The only, the only beneficiary out of this is Roxon went from ninth to seventh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, how did that happen? They both got doctor position. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, so he goes above both of them. Yeah, so he went from nine to seven. Yeah, see, that's another thing. Roxon's fucking lost it, bro. These last few rounds, like Malcolm and Anderson. Anderson went down twice, bro, and got Roxon on the last. So lap. did Stewart. He went down twice. He, he didn't uh, go down in the first corner. Oh yeah, he kind of went down. He twice. went down on that hay bale, and then that's where Anderson went down too. Because Anderson nearly went down. He took no. He went down. Oh, did he? Dean Wilson jumped out the rut and Anderson, unfortunately, was there. And yeah, then then Anderson and T-boned and Wilson by accident. Wilson yeah. Down, yeah. <laughs> so, like, they both went down twice, bro, and still beat him. Like, and Roxon's... No slouch. Like, a bullshit motocross rider and supercross rider. He won the first round. I just don't know what's happened. Like, you can see over the last year, he's lost his kind of, kind of aggressiveness to want to win every week. But he's just... Going downhill, bro. Like, when would you ever see Roxon? Well, he got ninth before that. Them two got in it. my eyes. He got ninth. He he does not deserve seventh. Yeah, like so. He's barely getting in the top ten. Yeah, well, the only one behind him is Dean Wilson, and if Dean Wilson's beating you, got some something wrong. Yeah, like, like nothing against is. Dean he's Wilson. The, like Dean Wilson's last. fun. I like being fast. He's the last of the factory dudes, bro. Yeah, or well, other than Wilson. Wilson's still factory. Oh, yeah, true. But you know what I mean? Like, you would never say, unless he's injured or nursing an injury, that he's not out, like, saying. But I just don't... I don't think he's in it anymore. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with him, but it's a shame because, you know, he won the first round, so it's not like he's come in with shit for me. He was the best at the start, and now he's just gone backwards, and gone backwards hectic, he's... I don't even think he's got a top five in the last few rounds. No, he hasn't. Look no. at him. His results, like he won the All first He won the first round and then he's got a 13th, 7th, 13th, 5th, 11th, 8th, 13th and a 7th. So he's got three 13ths. Yeah. That's not rocking. Like every week he's just crashing when he's already in like 10th. That's not what you'd expect from... A factory HRC rider. No way, man. Don't even say rocks and just say a factory HRC rider. You would not expect that from... Three thirteenths in it and an 11. So he's been outside the top 10 four times already. Just take 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 the first out of there. That is a very private 
like a good privateer ride. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like some. If you're a privateer and you you're getting that thing, you like yeah, like yeah. As you said, take away the win, and if you put say Savachi or someone in that position, that that looks like their kind of scorecard for the year. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's it's not. I don't want to say he's done or he's hurt or maybe he's just given up or he's. I don't know, yeah, who knows, who knows what the go is. But you can just see the fire's not there this year. No, well, like Mossy said, when he got taken out by Anderson in that round, he got up, shook the sand out of his goggles and oh, got up Yeah, when someone bike. passed him, he just gives up. Like, you look at Anderson, was it last week, where Tomac was all over him. Tomac actually got past him and then Anderson's like, fuck this, and cut down and then yeah. put the throttle down and Tomac couldn't catch him again. No, exactly. Yeah, I... I don't know what's going wrong. You reckon it's the last year this year? Yeah, I reckon he's... Well, I know his contract's up. And I actually heard some talk. I don't know if they meant to say it, but on the broadcast, I don't know if it was Carmichael or Daniel Blair. And Daniel Blair's pretty close with the Lawrences. Yeah. I heard something that he might be going to 450s. Who? Jet. Yeah, because they they said that on it. On that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he let it slip, um, but why would you not take that ride if if Jack can, you know, win this Supercross Championship? He's already won a motocross championship. If he can win another motocross championship this year and then step up onto the four fifties, like what Sexton is, then he's just that's exactly what Sexton done. He won one out, um, one Supercross Championship and went straight up. And then you're just years above everyone else, like. Like look at someone like Craig. He's thirty and he's hasn't been. Two, f- yeah, hasn't been a full time four fifty. Or you do something like Faulkner, and r- ride the whole That's series I mean, and yeah. still not win it a two fifty championship. It is four behind, like because everyone else moves up early and you're still in the two fifty class ch- chasing championships. Even if you do get the championships, by the time you get up to the four fifty class, you only got four years left and you're done. Yeah, and it takes you a few years, years to get yeah. settled. You know what I mean? And then you only got two years of competitive riding so yeah i don't know if um i don't know if that's true or anything i don't take my word for it but yeah i heard that and it's not a dumb idea because definitely not hrc would probably throw whatever jet wants well he's pretty much already on, he's already on that team yeah exactly and they've done the say, same with sexton like sexton could have easily stayed in the 250s for another year or so um and i thought it was a bit premature going there but like you look he's got multiple wins and He's just been unlucky. Like that. Yeah, and he's he looks amazing on the bike and um, just has these awkward, weird crashes that I don't know how he even has them. But <laughs> he, he's like a bullshit talent and they obviously seen that. And, you know, if HRC offers you a deal, I think you've got a two or three-year deal straight away. Yeah. but you, you got to take it. And I reckon Jet might get that as well. You get Cross Sexton and Craig together, that's... Jetson style. Yeah. Bullshit in the whoops and just real smooth and technical like Sexton. Yeah. So if you had Sexton and Jetson on 450s, I reckon that's a super good team to, as a support rider and a fact, like as a number one rider, I reckon you, you're getting at least top fives with both of those riders oh, every round. 100%, bro. Like, Sexton's killed it ever since he's went on that team. Like obviously, he hasn't had much consistency, but his speed's always been there, and, like, the promise is still there. It's only getting better. So, HRC would be happy with him, but, yeah, they need to fill that void if Roxon is done, which I dare say he would be. Like, I can't see Honda signing him again. Like, Honda's the pretty much premier... Or just have always been that ride has yep. always been real coveted. So, but a ride we're forgetting is you put Plessinger in there. Roxon's out of, almost out of the top ten. Then yeah, Plessinger is always kills the Daytona brace. So. Well, but I'm just saying in any normal round, take not even Daytona, you put Plessinger back in the, the the race. Yeah, there's a chance that Roxon, like you've been saying, like, is out of the top ten again. Yeah, so I don't know what the future holds for him, but. Yeah, hopefully, I don't know, hopefully he can prove us all wrong and, you know, get another win or at least some more podiums to, ho- to finish, if this is his last year, to finish off, you know what I mean? Well, I hope he just writes off the Supercross series and then concentrates on the motocross and just kills it. Yeah, I heard something at the very, very start of the year that he was only doing Supercross only, but with the performance he's having, I can't see him pulling the pin after. Oh, 
Like you can't finish on a year like this. It'd be almost Chad Riddle like ruining your name finishing like oh, this. Oh, he wouldn't ruin your name because it's only one year and you could I just, know, but... You, you know, something might come out that he's hurt, but it's his last year or something, yeah. so he wanted to finish it out. So. Stupid people like me remember you for your last last year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, in my mind, I'm like, fuck, Roxon was dull shit in the yeah, last year. Yeah, but Reedy's got an excuse. He's fucking 45 years old. Like, <laughs> Roxon's still in his 20s, man. Actually, talking about old people, you see um, the team owner of... Is it Smart Top that Brayden rides for? Brayden? Yeah. Yeah. Gave him... His Daytona bike from last year? Yeah. Oh, from the year when the he won. He won. Was yeah. it last year or the year nah, before? No, I think it was two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Gave him the bike that he won as a like a retirement gift? Yeah. CK. That, bro, I saw that on socials. I was like, that is probably the coolest gift that yeah, I've well ever he, seen someone get. They had a dinner because it was his last Daytona and yeah. they surprised him with it. So. And all the riders let him take off first in qualifying did they yeah all the riders sat back and let him take off first because it was his last year yeah well, i didn't i didn't say that yeah so i thought that was pretty cool like i really like Brayden. like i think you see he, he would do good in the world supercross yeah like i reckon well, especially making bulk coin and everything like that like why wouldn't you do it if you're making you know what i mean like yeah, i don't know how much he's on with smart tops but well he's already got a good um, relationship with the promoters of the Ozex Open and because yeah, he's here like every year. Yeah, and yeah, if it's it's only a five round series, who knows what the tracks are going to be like? It it mm. could suit him as a tee, and he could probably go around for another year and then get into the I don't know whether he gets into that promotional side with more runs a team or something like that's what I heard he was yeah. doing anyway. So runs a team for the AMA and races the World Supercross series. Yeah, you never you never know, but <laughs> double dipping. It's going to be a shame to see him go. Like he's someone who's only gotten better the last few years. Like obviously, last year he didn't have the best year, and this year he, he's had some good rides. But um, yeah, his results haven't really shown it. He's still thirteenth. Yeah, he's still thirteenth. And championship. he missed round two at Oakland. Yeah, well, he's only got. Oh no, he's got three top tens so far: two tenths and an eighth. Almost doing better than I reckon. What's he behind Roxon? No, well, he missed no, no, 50, 50 points. I was going to say, if you've got, got that round, then you're probably close to Roxon, but he's 50 points behind. Yeah. Um, who do you reckon? You know, everyone says the title race doesn't begin until Daytona. Yeah. Might as well keep that theme going. Who do you reckon's in the title race now? Yeah, well, the, that top probably six is still in it. Like, we've still got, how many rounds is there? Um, 70. 17 so you still got eight rounds to go so pretty much we're only just over halfway so yeah well what Daytona is, is first half, like smack bang first of yeah six Sexton and Barsha are tied on fifth they're on 163 and Tomac's on 283 so they're 40 points behind so yeah well Malcolm Stewart's only one point in front of Sexton and Barsha yeah but that's not unattainable by any means bro huh. so you know Tomac can be a Tomac and Throw it away. Throw it away. Yeah. So um, you don't know what's what's going to happen or, you know, get people get hurt or someone can go on a, ro- a run. Like Cooper Webb always kind of turns it around around this the halfway mark and he has like the last three weeks. He's got a second, third and a second. So yeah, um, if, he, he's, if, un- he's only 33 points behind, bro. If he wins every round, like he could easily win it. No, exactly. Yeah. Especially because... There's no way Tomax can come second every single round if Webb wins every second round. Yeah, like, exactly. And that's not saying that Webb will win every round, but... Yeah, well, if Webb wins every round and Tomac gets second every round, Tomac will still win, but... Yeah. Um, but yeah. there's a good chance that Cooper Webb could do that. Like, he did it in years before that. He just had a shocking start to the round and he just started racking up the wins. Like, it's it's not fairy tale that he could do it. Like, he's actually he's proven it before that he can do it. Yeah, well... As I said, the top five are all only separated by 40 points, so, and there's, you know, a shitload of points up for grabs. Yeah, but realistically, who do you think would be, let's say top three, because I don't think all six of those riders have a chance to win it. Nah. I would probably go the top three that are in there, you know. and 100%. You know, we all want Malcolm to 
I want Malcolm to win it. To Mal- win a race. But yeah. I don't, like, he's obviously not going to win the championship. But you never know. But I just want to see him win a race. Like, he's got a second, which was which was sick. And, you know, the, st- the stupid move he kind of done on Anderson this week um, wrecked his chances. He could have won this week. Who, who knows? But, yeah. Um, yeah, the top the top three already, like Tomark, Anderson, Webb, they're, they're the title favourites. I think no matter what happens at this stage now, Malcolm should be pumped on how his season went. Oh, 100%, bro. He's only been outside the top five twice all year. And yep. th- that's because of crashes. Yeah. Well, Anaheim won. Muskin took him out. Yeah. So you can't really count that one. And um, Daytona, that was his own fault. Like, yeah. If... Anderson, but, but Anderson hit him off there. He, like it was his own fault that he come as he's Anderson. Yeah, even even when he has had shit results, the worst he's got all year is an eighth. Like, yeah, that's that's a good year. Well, realistically, it should be a seventh because I don't think he should have got docked that point because no. you've seen how crazy rough Daytona was. How do you re-enter safely when you got? 22 riders coming through a fast rhythm section like that. Yeah, true. But, like, you look at other riders around him and, you know, Barsh is behind him by one point, but Barsh has been on the podium three times this year and then same as Sexton. He's Sexton's won a race and been on the podium another two times, or three times, sorry. Yeah. Um, And Malcolm's still in front of them guys, so. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's killing it, bro. He should yeah. be pumped with this year and... He's got a whole another year, plus he's got the motocross to look forward to. So I, I, he's only I want to see what better. he does in the outdoors. I think he'll do well in the outdoors. Yeah. But um, someone that we didn't speak about was Verandas, finally getting up there. Yeah, he um still can't get a start to save his life. <laughs> but yeah, he, he was quick as, man. Like Same thing, you look at all, all the times of all them riders. Um. One, two, three, four, five. Like the top five best lap is all in the one elevens, and Barshall's actually had the best lap out of everyone. Yeah, in the main event. Yeah, in the main event. Did you see um, Daniel Blair <laughs> when spoke to Fernandez and asked him about his starts? Nah. He's like, "What are we gonna do about your starts?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't know." He goes, "No disrespect to the other riders, but maybe you'd start." Closer to like the slower riders, so you get confidence of the start. Yeah. And then um, Ferrandez turned around and said, "Well, no matter what gate pick he picks, he goes Freezy always starts next to him." Yeah. <laughs> so it's like one of the best starters is starting next to him. So you just look to your left or right wherever Freezy is and see what he's doing, and fucking just copying what exactly what he's doing because obviously he he knows what he's doing. Yeah, Ferrandez was a um. Pretty bad starter in the two fifty yeah, as well. Like, he's yeah. just he's just relied on his um talent Raw speed, and speed yeah. to get where he's but yeah, he rode sick. Barsha rode sick, same thing. That whole little pack of um Ferrandis, Barsha, um, they were nearly catching Sexton and even Moosecan, they all had a mad little battle going on. Yeah. So no, I was pretty happy with the racing in total. Like I reckon racing this year has probably been the best racing we've seen in a long time. Yeah, well, it's good, and even if it's not for the win, like the the race and behind the leader, you know, in the top five or whatever, is good. And you know, there's a, been a few takeouts, and none of them have been dirty, too hectic that you're like, "Fuck, that's a, a dog move." Like they've all just been kind of funny, to tell you the truth. I don't, honestly, I don't think any takeout this year has been dirty, really. Nah, nah, it's, it's been good racing this year. Hopefully, it keeps going, and yeah, we're just over halfway, so. You're gonna see all the real the real contenders coming to their own. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. Covered covered everything. Sweet. All right. We'll hopefully see you guys next week. Legends. See you later. Just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. I told you in the first song, I'll tell you in another.